0: for us this morning is this the early christians had a foundational belief in the risen christ the early christians had a foundational belief in the risen christ well there should be no doubt about it after last week where our church stands on that we believe in the resurrection of christ we uh, celebrated that last week with easter we continue to celebrate it this week uh, the resurrected christ so let's jump in acts chapter one let's read verses one through eleven to the kingdom of God. Now let's pause just real quick. I want to make a couple of, of observations here. One is Luke references his gospel account, right? He says right at the beginning, the former account, he's referring to the gospel according to Luke, and he reminds the reader that Jesus is alive. That's the first thing he does. Remember, uh, he was uh, he was here. He was, he was uh, you know, yes, he was crucified, but he was resurrected, uh, he, he lives again, and then he goes on and he says this, the fact of this has been proven I want you to notice this he uses the term infallible proofs there was no doubt in his mind there was no question among the early church they knew that jesus had risen from the dead and he uses this word infallible proofs these are dependable reliable trustworthy proofs of the resurrection of christ there was no question for the early church. They believed in the resurrected Christ. They saw Him firsthand, and they didn't want any any doubt to exist. Let's keep going, verse four. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. By the way, that's the Holy Spirit, which He said, "You have heard from me." For John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come uh, together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, I have to, again, I have to pause there because here's why. I literally, I'm reading this and I laughed out loud when I read that. I just, you know, I could not help but just go, oh, my goodness, here we go again. Uh, (laughs) Here's the disciples. Uh, But here's what's funny. The first time they didn't ask him, did they? They were like, oh, this is what's happening. And they speculated. They were just speculating, oh, we're going into Jerusalem, something's different, we know it, we can sense it. And they were going to Jerusalem and they go, we know what he's going to do, this is the time he's going to establish the kingdom and things are going to be great, and then they started arguing on oh, who, who's going to be greatest, who's going to have what roles in the kingdom. This time, I want you to notice, it was a little bit of a change here. But they did they, did, they didn't change their belief, they just changed their tactic. Their tactic was, why don't we just ask him this time, <laughs> is, this, is this when it's going to happen? Because last time we were way off. Last time we thought you were, we were going to Jerusalem and we thought that's when it was going to happen. So now they just said, Lord, is this it? Is this when it's going to happen? I want you to look at verse 7, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Now, what an incredible response that is. Now, why is that response so important? Jesus didn't rebuke them. He didn't say, oh, you, do you still not understand? The kingdom of God is not going to come in a physical state. He didn't say that. He said, it's not for you to know when. Implying what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. He just said you you don't need to know right now when it's going to happen that's not that's not for you to know but it is going to happen otherwise jesus would have said do you not understand that those things are not going to happen no he said it's not for you to know when doing what assuring us that what one day there will be an earthly kingdom of jesus returning to earth and establishing his kingdom uh, on the earth so pick up verse 8 verse 8 says this but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth now we'll pause there because this is a significant verse in fact if you you have a way of highlighting, underlining uh, whatever you can do to this verse this is the key verse the entire book of Acts the reason I say that is because it is laying the foundation of what we're going to see play out we're going to see the book of Acts starting out in Jerusalem we're going to see the church expand to Judea we're going to see it expand into Samaria and then we're going to see it just explode uh, throughout the world especially throughout the Mediterranean region as we see in the book of Acts in fact here's what we see he uses the terms Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. Maybe you have that, that mental picture of the map. Uh, we've got a few of them around uh, on the tables, but you may remember Jerusalem is what? Jerusalem is the city, really small on the map, really small little, little city right there in Israel. That's where it begins. You're going to be my witnesses right there and then in, in, in Jerusalem. You made what is Judea then? You Remember on that map, Judea was that larger region little bit larger it was it was a little bit more inclusive of of the people in that area but where was samaria where was samaria samaria was just north of that right samaria was just on the north side of judea but it was different what is why why would he say you'll be witnesses in jerusalem and judea and samaria here's why i think it's so important because he's saying you're going to be in Jerusalem and Judea, but I still want you to go to your neighbors, hear me on this, that were what? Multicultural and multi-ethnic. It was different. These were people different from themselves. They didn't, look like, like, they didn't look like everybody in Jerusalem. They didn't look like everybody in Judea. They looked different. They acted different. They did things different. Different culture, different ethics, and he says, you're going to be witnesses there. You're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem. You're going to be witnesses in Judea. You're going to be witnesses in Samaria. And then he goes from that Samaria, then he says what? Everywhere. Into the earth. That should be a model for us. In fact, as a side note, this coming September, we're going to begin a 40-day journey uh, called 40 Days of Missional Living. 40 Days of Missional Living. We're going to look for the 40 days. We're going to look at the great commission statements as they're found in Matthew Mark, Luke John and Acts and we're going to take a week for each of those and we're going to look at them but I want you to notice this one because this is the great commission that's found in the book of Acts this is the strategy of the great commission Luke gives us this strategy he says start in Jerusalem what is our Jerusalem? right here we're in this town, we're in the town of Mooresville. That's our, our Jerusalem. What's our Judea? Judea would be what? Our region. You might say Iredell County, you might say Lake Norman. But that's our region, that's where we're at. So we have a, a Jerusalem, that's Mooresville. We have a Judea, that's Lake Norman. And then it says Samaria. Well, what's Samaria? Samaria is any, anything outside of that that's our neighboring region that is multi-ethnic and multicultural what would that be? Well, that's a descriptive uh, description of the United States, right? We have a descriptive here to say, let's go out to the rest of the United States. Let's go to, across North Carolina. Let's go to our neighboring states. Let's go anywhere in the United States. That's our Samaria. And then what's the end of the earth? That's international missions. Let's go elsewhere. Let's go across seas. Let's go wherever we can to spread the gospel.